Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, this is Brandon Allen from the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is the podcast for you if you are a leader or a business owner that wants to build their authority and grow their business, and I want to welcome you for being here today. So I want to talk a little bit about momentum. We're starting into the new year, and this is a time where we can lose our momentum. And I was writing an article for another publication, and it just it came to mind as they were talking about the, the topic they wanted me to write about was you know, how do you break out of the February slump? You know, a time where if you live in a cold weather climate, especially people are just sick and tired of the cold. They're ready for some sunshine. They're ready for a little change of pace. They're done doing what they're doing. And that really leads to a slowdown in momentum. So we start January out, we're going guns blazing, we're running hard, we're excited about whatever New Year's resolutions or goals we made for that year. And it doesn't take too long to recognize that we might be repeating the year before, but maybe with uh, just a little bit different viewpoint to the year. So I want to talk about just a few ways to kind of help us continue to build momentum. And these are really three things to watch for and really avoid if you want to continue to build momentum in your business. And momentum is key. Momentum's one of those things where it could just be a really great ally or it can be something that is really disastrous for us. And we always want to be moving forward. So when people talk to me about coaching or they talk about business growth, sometimes people say, hey, Brandon, I'm really happy about my business. I don't want it to be this big multi-million dollar entity. I don't want to have 15 to 20 employees or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But that doesn't mean You shouldn't build momentum in your business and keep momentum moving. And there's a lot of different areas where we build momentum. We build momentum with our team and our relationship with our team, the way we build our culture, continuing to build momentum there. Marketing is huge in terms of building momentum and obviously growth and money. The more we can build momentum and growth and money, the better off we're going to be in business. And there's some things that we should look for to avoid killing our momentum. And and probably the number one thing that I see that kills momentum in a business is excuses and victimhood. This is a situation where a business owner or a leader is always talking about the circumstances that are happening to them. This person said this. This person did this. This customer said this, or these customers won't do this, or the market's doing this to me. Everything's happening to that business owner, every single thing. The problem is, is when we get into that too heavy, we start to become helpless. We start to become a person that has no power over our current situation. So if you feel like you're lacking momentum and and you recognize these thought patterns of things happening to you, Reset the mindset. This is why it's so critical if you're looking to get out of a victimhood or an excuse mentality to gratitude journal in the mornings, to do a power hour where we're focused on mind, body, and spirit. This is why it's important to have good people who are supportive in your corner to build around you to support what you're doing because we're all capable of getting into scarcity. We're all capable of being victims to our situation. 
We're all capable of that. Knowing that is important so that when it does happen, we've got a support structure and we've got things in place to not only help us recognize what might be a blind spot, but also give us the encouragement that we need to look at the situation in a more powerful way. And it takes courage sometimes to do that. When things aren't going well in your life, it's not easy to say, hey, it's me. I mean, who wants to say that? No one wants to admit that their failure is something that they contributed to. But the reality is in, in any situation that where failure exists, there's probably some things that we contributed to the situation that helped the failure be possible. So if you find yourself in that victimhood mentality, look for ways to pattern interrupt and reset that mindset. The second area that I see is just lack of focus. So I talk a lot about the alignment and execution blueprint tool that I use for setting objectives. And again, just to reiterate, because we need to hear this over and over again, the reason why we set objectives is not because we're a magical genie maker and we can predict the future year in and year out, but it's to have a process for how we get things done and how we decide what gets done. And Setting objectives is all about creating focus. And if for a business owner or a high-level leader, it's really easy to have a lot of opportunities. And when we have a lot of opportunities in our business, it's really hard sometimes to discern between what's an opportunity and what's a distraction. So setting objectives allows us the space to create that focus so we can say, look, there's five things that I want to accomplish this year that are big things that are going to stretch us. And these are the only five things that I'm focusing on. This is helpful for you. This is helpful for your team. This is helpful for the mission, the message of what you talk about within your business. Focus really helps that. But we get off track with focus. So it's very common at the beginning of the year, just like I talked about New Year's resolutions and goal setting. It's really easy to forget those goals by February. This is why we set 90-day sprints. This is why we set time and space to talk about objectives. This is why we have multiple owners of objectives so that everyone's focused and working on the same thing because when your team is focused and working in the same direction and when your efforts are focused in the right direction, in one singular direction, the chances of you getting to the destination that you're looking for are much, much higher. Lack of focus kills our momentum, though. When we lack focus, we're all over the place. And we run 100 miles one direction one day, and then the next day we run 100 miles in the completely opposite direction. And later on, we're wondering how we got to where we're at and why we haven't made the kind of progress that we want to make. And the last thing I want to talk about with regards to momentum is distractions. And distractions are tricky because they come in all shapes and sizes. Sometimes excuses can be a distraction. Sometimes our own fear and scarcity can be a distraction. It can be dealing with other people's fear and scarcity and not having good boundaries. So when you're talking about momentum, it's so important to minimize the noise and the distractions and all the other crap that comes with being a business owner. There's never going to be a time where your employee doesn't want to talk for a sec or a patient or a customer wants a piece of your time or you don't have emails to respond to or a phone call to take. Those things are always going to happen, but you can be selective about when and how you take those phone calls and you take those emails. And if I'm working with, let's say it's a client, if I'm working with a client that just demands my time at the drop of a hat, 
What it really helps me to do is recognize that that's not the kind of client I want to work with. Because if I have a client that wants me to drop whatever I'm doing in that moment to take their phone call, to answer their email, I've recognized that that's not a client that's going to work for my business because that's not how my business works. It's not because I don't want to serve the client. It just It's not how my business works. I can't do that. So I've got to be very clear about what those expectations look like and lay out clear expectations to help me. And I think with distractions, it's all about boundaries. And for some people, boundaries are easy. For some people, boundaries are hard. If you're a people pleaser, setting boundaries for people is terrible because we look at boundaries as being mean. We look at boundaries as doing something that's not in service to another individual. And I like the mindset, I do. But people pleasing goes too far when we're always at the whim of other people and therefore it's causing us to be a reactor and not a creator in our lives. So take a look at your distractions. How often do you spend dealing with distractions? Is that something that you do all day long? And I work with business owners who tell me initially when we work together that that's what they deal with day in and day out. They just deal with distractions and managing distractions and minimizing distractions all day long. That's what their day consists of. Eventually, what you recognize when all you do is deal with distractions is your progress is very slow. Because there's things in your business that are important to get done, things that need to be restructured, whether it be pricing, your programs, your product or service. There's a lot of these things that need to be done in your business, marketing systems, processes refined, but they're not urgent. And if they're not urgent for us, then we don't want to do it. But the reality is, is if we did them, they would improve our business and get us to the next level much faster if we engaged in the activity. This is what's so tricky about this. But, you know, sometimes our own fear and scarcity get in the way, and that's a distraction. You know, we spend so much time rooted in our own self-doubt. We root in our own fear. What could happen if we do this? Blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing with fear and, and the what-if game. What if something happened? What if you tried something and you failed? All that happens is you recognize that what you just tried doesn't work. And for most business owners that I work with, there's never something that they do that they can't ever go back to. Now, I read a lot of self-development books, and I know people talk about self-development about no turning back, right? We don't have a plan B because there's only a plan A and burn the ship and all this other stuff. And I'm not saying that there's nothing helpful to that or that that can't be beneficial. but It's also helpful sometimes to know that if you make a change and it doesn't work, you can always go back to your old way of doing things. I use this as a powerful motivator in my own coaching. I say, hey, just give it a try. Sometimes I present things to people even though they paid for for a different perspective and they want help and they know that what they're doing is broken and it doesn't work. Even though all those things exist in their mind, when you present them with a different solution, they're skeptical. They want to drag their feet about it. They don't want to move forward. And I get it. Change is scary. Change is hard. So I use this as kind of my own little, hey, let's just give it a try. If we hate it and it doesn't work, we can always go back to the old way of doing things. How often do we go back to the old way of doing things? Never. But it's nice to know that the option's there to help us move forward. So remember that when you're making changes, when you're making progress, if you don't like it, you can always go back to your old way of doing it. That's fine. 
We have choices. We have options. Rarely do we make a choice in our business that is permanent and final. So just think about that when fear and scarcity becomes a distraction for you. But this is really important to have a time management system in place that really allows you to manage your greatness and manage projects so that you can get these things done. It's so important to create time and space, create rhythms, and have those things in your business to really insulate yourself from distractions and also have time for when you deal with distractions. That could be morning meetings. It could be middle-of-the-day meetings. It could be having people write down requests on a clipboard that you go back to and review later. All of those different things work for minimizing distractions, but we've got to create cultures in our business where people respect each other's time, and it's not the constant culture of, hey, do you got a second, right? Isn't that one of the worst things that you can hear in your own business or organization? Hey, do you got a second? Man, it's never a second. And sometimes people call me on the phone and they say, hey, do you got a few minutes? And I say, sure, I do. And then they say, hey, I want to talk to you about something. And then they bring up the topic, and I'm like, holy shit. You just said, do you have a few minutes? And you just asked me a question that takes me a whole day and a half workshop to cover. I don't even know what to do with that. How am I supposed to answer that in five minutes, right? Sometimes we have unrealistic expectations about what takes a few minutes. But we've got to get people in the habit of, of thinking through that scenario, recognizing when things don't take a second, recognizing when it, when is a time that's appropriate to deal with something, when is it not, turning off push notifications on our phone, turning our phone off when we're trying to work on things, just looking for ways to minimize distractions. So take a look at your own business. We're right In the thick of the year, the year has started. We're heading into the second half of the first quarter. What is going on in your business? Are you on track? Are you focused? Are you minimizing these distractions? Are there areas in your life where you realize you're making excuses or you're being a victim to your situation? What are the areas that are holding you back from really creating the full-on momentum that you know you're capable of creating in your business? Take a few minutes this week. Think through that strategize, write down a couple of things that you can do differently as a result of listening to this. If you have questions, go to newworkrevolution.com. Ask me any question that you have. And if you found this episode helpful, as always, you can rate it on iTunes or Stitcher. You can share it with your homies on social media. And I would be very appreciative if you did that. So again, I want to thank you for listening this week. Build some momentum in your business. And until next week, this is Brandon Allen from the New Work Revolution podcast signing off. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.